All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to the BMW Blog Podcast. This is episode forty-five. Uh, we are greeted by Horatio, our, you know, kind of BMW Blog leader. So, how are you? Thanks for uh, joining me. Yeah, good to see you, Nico. Good. Uh, good. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Hasn't changed much. I'm still uh, through these times, but um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. It's it's crazy, and Zoom is getting exhausting. It is. Yeah, I mean. It's- Nice one day to be able to do this in person. Hopefully, that's going to happen soon. But right, right, yeah. Now this actually works. Or yeah, it works all right. What do you want to talk about today? Well, there are some good topics. We have, uh, you know, there is the M4 CSL, which is kind of, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty around that, so that should be interesting. Uh, M5 CS is still probably the big news for BMW, right? So let's talk about that. Uh, you have a little bit of something going on with the Chicago land dealers. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, always good to talk about the M3 and M4. So there's always news surrounding that. So uh, we could talk a little bit about that. So M4 CSL. So um, I think this is a report that we saw um, a few days ago. Not necessarily news to us, but I guess uh, the, the automotive world caught up to this report. It showed up on um, some BMW forums. It's coming from the same a source that has posted things before so it kind of goes hand in hand with what we know uh, i guess the idea is that sometimes in mid 2022 bmw is planning a limited run of an m4 csl um, i think to me personally it's not a huge surprise uh, i think you and i uh, spoke to uh, marcus flash the mco quite a few times over mm-hmm. the years and i guess one of the uh, messaging that he had one of the messages that he had was really that they're reviving the CSL name and they're retiring the GTS name that was used on the uh, F82 and for GTS. Yeah. Basically, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's not a huge surprise. I think they they threw in that message just to kind of get us ready for an M4 CSL. um, Right. Maybe even M3 CSL. I'm not sure exactly. Well, that'd be interesting. But um, uh, I think, you know, they're not going to confirm anything until we get to see... um, some of the first spy photos, you know, spy shots, probably going to be very close to the launch time. I don't think they're going to go out. That All right. If I can say it, but I think if they do make a G82 M4 CSL, I think it will be what do you expect from a CSL car? Um, a little bit more advanced than a CS. So uh, lightweight has to play a, a major role in that car. Um, we have to see where they can save the weight because you know the the uh, G82 M4 and G80 M3 they're already pretty uh, pretty heavy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I'm sure they're gonna do to uh, the carbon fiber you know parts once again probably more extensive than ever. So I do expect a lot of the panels to be uh, carbon fiber made if they make the car. Um, I'm pretty sure that going to be very aggressive as far as the styling. Uh, if you look at the M4 GTS, you can kind of see that. So I do expect a, a, a massive, you know, upgrade to the front end with right. super aggressive, probably front splitter and bumper and all of that. Um, I think the rear, it's going to be, you know, the, the story there with a massive wing as well, just like the M4 GTS, probably some special wheels. Um, Suspension is going to be upgraded, no doubt. I'm sure they'll do some more to the um, to the engine as well. So I you know, right. definitely see that engine to um, to have higher output than the uh, competition models. Ideally, we would see a uh, water injection once again. I don't know if that's really. There. You think they'd bring that back? Not sure, honestly. I mean, I think that was so cool, and there were definitely conversations in the past saying that that might, you know, uh, be available in other uh, BMWs as well. But I don't think they've. I mean, not, I don't think so. They haven't done it yet. So 
I don't know. I that's yeah. just a wish. I don't have any information on that. But um, I think it will be a fantastic car if it comes out. I mean, something that you know they haven't had a CSL since what the um, forty six, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm different cars. I mean, that car is really fantastic. Um, right. Was not available in the U.S. from what I believe. Uh, I don't know if it was sold natively like like if it was actually sold here new but there are some in the states i don't know if they're imported or not whatever that 20 30 years um time that you have to wait before you can import it but i don't think it was sold here that's yeah i don't know honestly i don't think so but i think there are some in the states maybe there's collector's items i don't know yeah so that'll be that'll be quite cool to actually i could be wrong so don't quote me on that i did uh i did see them in in europe at the museums and some events as well so quite quite cool but yeah, that's uh, that's the M4 CSL. I mean, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it also has a, you know, an upgraded exhaust system. That's something that we keep hearing, you know, that, you know, it needs a little bit more sound and different sound. Yeah. That, so that'll be ideal. But I do expect that to be a, a, a track-ready uh, M4, basically. I mean, you could right. be a daily driver, but it will be more of a track car and, and something that you will go like on the week and have some fun with it. Of course, you can also drive it on the roads. It depends where you're right. Now, do you think they would go more like keep the all-wheel drive system, um, keep it automatic, make it as max performance as possible? Or do you think they go the other way? Like, uh, you know, keep it only rear-wheel drive, manual, lightweight. Like, which way do you think they go with that? Because that's, it's interesting because the M3 and M4 are now all-wheel drive and autom- like regular automatic for the first time, maybe, I think ever, right? The only thing 36 had a regular automatic. Um Again, this is not based on anything that I've heard, but in my opinion, if I were you know, working for M, I would, I would keep this car a rear-wheel drive car. I would not go the X-Drive. Right. There's some advantages with the X-Drive really as far as the grip and all of that. And right. it would be heavier. So that goes against the lightweight argument. Right. So I would just not do that. I would go rear-wheel drive. Um, as much as I love the manual, I think that car will be perfect with a, with a modified automatic that's even probably, you know, smoother, faster to shift. I don't know if they can even improve that because it, right. the current eight speed, you know, uh, with the M top is already very good. So it is very good, yeah. But I would I would just keep it real wheel drive. I mean, that's a that's a CSL car to me. That's something that will be exciting to anyone that wants to take the car to the track, and um, it was something we'll have a lot of fun with. Right. That's my wish. I don't have anything concrete on it, but that'll be right. that'll be something that I would love to see. I yeah, I would like to see that too. I mean, I think I would would love to see it with a manual though, just because to kind of like fix what the the only thing that was wrong with the E46 uh, CSL. It was the only thing that people complained about, and it was a small complaint, but it was like the only minor criticism of that car was that everyone wished it was a manual instead. So it would be cool to see that sort of fixed now like you know with the, with the next csl i think that'd be cool but i, I agree i don't think they will but again if you look at the m4 gts that was only a dct right right but it was a dct this would be a regular automatic and as much as the the difference in real life isn't really that much like that significant fans for some reason like we i still see in a lot of the comments fans are kind of bummed that it's a regular automatic and not a dct yeah, like, I think one day, I mean, we, we've talked about this, but I think one day we want to bring an engineer uh, on our show and kind of talk about a DCT versus automatic. Right. It will be a BMW engineer, but they might not be able to freely talk about this. <laughs> I think if we can bring someone with, you know, um, deep 
technology into this, I think it will be great. I mean, we, we definitely touch on the uh, pros and cons of the two, but it will give more weight if you bring someone, you know, as an right. talk to us about this. But yeah, so that's kind of the info CSL. I mean, if it's limited, it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be cheap. You have to look at the M4GTS prices. Uh, I mean, I think the M4GTS was in, initially um, expensive, and then it didn't sell that that well in the US. And I think there were some cars that were discounted afterwards. And some of the used cars now, they're not crazy expensive, and I think they're worth buying now. Yeah. I'm sure they were sure. colors. I mean, they have to do some special colors to kind of differentiate from the uh, regular M3 and M4. Yeah. Yes, was this um, was it a frozen gray with. Um, uh, orange accents, I think. Uh, yeah. Wheels too. I'm sure the interior will be um, will be quite spectacular on the uh, on that M4 CSO as well. But then again, yeah, those seats. They haven't really said anything. They haven't really confirmed it's something that we've heard in the past. Something that you know is source said. And then of course, you know, based on the conversation we had with the BMW M3 interviews, where they hinted at you know CSO name coming back. So if you're thinking about that. Um, where can you use the CSL on? I mean, if you're going to do it on M5, that makes sense. On an M8? Nah, nah. M8's just way too heavy. Hard. It's too big. No, the cards, they always made sense for the CSL or the M2. I, I don't Yeah, know. that would have made perfect sense, but this M2 is on its way out, so... It's all like a year left on the production for the US. Yeah. The production ended already all last November, so that's done. Oh, right, right. I always forget about that because it's still on sale here. So I keep forgetting about that. Not gonna do that for sure on this M2. So then just you're you're just left literally with the M3 and M4. I don't know if they're gonna do an M3 CSL and M4 CSL. That'll be kind of cool because I think uh, both cars have their own fans. Yeah, um, I think an M3 CSL would be cool just to be four door. Like that'd be awesome. So I, I always like the M3 a little bit more than the M4 just because of that the practicality aspect of it. Right. Yeah, that is cool. And then I can actually segue into our next topic with this with the M5 CS. But it would be really cool to see an M3 CSL because they could do the same thing in the back seat that they did with the M5 CS, which is add those awesome racing seats in the back. I think that was one of the coolest things I've seen in recent years in a car is having like racing seats in the back, like, you know, like sport buckets. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really nice touch. They haven't changed much like on the outside, but no, no, but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the interior, they've done a great job with that car. So yeah, speaking of the M5 CS, Somebody asked me a question on YouTube. Um, by the way, you should always subscribe to our channel. You know, we have a lot of videos coming up there, and especially next week, uh, we have some really. Yeah. But um, somebody asked us, you know, uh, if they uh, if they went to the Nurburgring to um, to try to beat the record, and um, I'm I don't think they did, but I know they they had uh, some prototypes uh, some prototypes out there with uh, German media. And I think we saw some reports from uh, off of, I think it was AutoBuild, and they um. They went to uh, they went to some other tracks too, but I haven't seen anything coming out out of Nurburgring. So I'm pretty sure they've done some some recent testing there, but nothing that they can share right now. Or they're either they're probably waiting uh, for better weather, probably or summertime, to be able to go there and really, you know, put out some great performance. So I think we will see some numbers coming out of the Nurburgring, regardless if they be the record or not. But I think we'll see some some uh, yeah. runs there. It just makes sense, and I think they're confident that they will be able to really score some some really good times there and i think we'll see the m5cs being able to keep up with real racing cars because that's a conversation that i had with someone recently where i said oh, oh really it's not a car that's uh, you know for the nurburgring and 
um, yeah, it was a conversation on our Facebook. It was actually very productive. But it was a diehard BMW fan that I've known for a while. And we felt like the M5CS is not really a track tool. We called it a track tool. And um, we only called it a track tool because performance-wise, you can actually keep up with, uh, um, with some of the racing cars and or mm-hmm. racing cars, but, you know, uh, track-ready cars. Right. And, um, you know, we kind of took this conversation on what's really your track tool. And you mentioned maybe the M2C SLB. And then, of course, talk about some other brands, you know, Porsche and all of that. And I agree, those are proper track tools. If you look from that perspective, lightweight and, you know, fun behind the wheel. But I think the M5CS, I haven't driven yet, but can't wait to drive it on the track. But I'm pretty sure it will be a fantastic track car, uh, even though it's quite big and quite heavy. Uh, Performance-wise, um, it will definitely keep up with some some real sports cars right I, well i don't know if it's i don't know if bmw is even trying to say that it's a specific track tool so you know what i mean we came up with i mean it was our uh, basically it was a it was an editorial that we did and and, and we said was it mine <laughs> you know I, I think it was steven but we said it's it's kind of like a track tool just because of the performance not because right, right. track pedigree or anything like that right it's white. I mean, if you look at the uh, the other um, times that they posted on, I don't remember which track they went um, out of build, but it was quite impressive. I, mean, I think you wrote an article how he was able to keep up with one of the Porsche. I don't remember which one was it either. Uh, I don't remember, but it was, yeah, it like lapped, the, not the Nürburgring, but it lapped, lapped another track. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like really fast, like, uh, like shockingly fast. One of the Porsche. So that was the... Yeah, like a GT3 or something crazy. So that was the idea where we said, you know, it's a track tool based on the performance on like on the track, not necessarily because you're going to have so much fun with that car. It's going to be just as fun as a, you know, 911 or just as fun as an M2CS and so on and so forth. So right. um, that's kind of what started the whole topic. What's really a track tool? Are you going to right. go solely based on performance and what times you can achieve with that car? Or you're going to go by the, you know, fun factor, which cars, you know, makes you smile even more. But um, right. Well, I think it offers an interesting, uh, like a really unique package because it is a car that, I mean, you've been on the track with an M5, right? Like it's, despite being big and heavy and comfy, it's really, really fast on track. Like it's really good. So then you, you drop some weight, add some power, and then you add two back seats. So I keep saying it every time I write about it, you could take your friends, stick them in the back and go lap a racetrack just for fun just because you can like is it going to be a giant 911 gt3 on track of course not but it's just fun to be able to say hey like let's go and you know lap the nurburgring just for fun with everyone in the back you know and i think I feel like that's really cool i mean the fi competition on the track i mean it was way more car than i could handle honestly i was on a very technical track too and oscari and um it was fantastic i was uh, kind of like afraid to push it really hard because of that track it's very it's very challenging with my first time on it but um yeah, I mean, very few people can actually match the performance of an M5. So, right. so yeah, so I expect the M5CS. And then I just remember one other thing, you know, um, uh, if you look at the headrest, I think in the front or in the back, I think the, the I think back. It's in the back. Yeah. So they have the Nurburgring map. Yeah. So yeah, there is a reason why they put that there. They either, you know, they really score some impressive times there, but they, they're not publishing them yet. Or, I mean, they're all pre-production cars. So maybe they're, they were hoping that, you know, the final tune car that came out will be even faster. Maybe they even have those times. They just don't want to share them yet. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Nurburgring map was not put on there for just for, you know, fun. I'm pretty sure they have no. some, uh, 
Netherlands. Yeah, there is no way they would just put out there. Just like yeah, I mean they they feel confident that they can really score some great times under the under Norberg. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm I'm sure they've done thousands of hours. Yeah. Down there, there is absolutely no doubt they've done that. We've even mm-hmm. seen before, but even the ones that we haven't seen, they that's their that's their testing ground. I've been there a few times at their testing facility, and that's kind of what all they do all day long. They go to work in the morning and they take the car to the track. And right. I mean, they do that for like the two series active tour. You know, you see those things lapping the track like crazy. So you know, the M5CS has been at the ring for forever. Yeah. So that's pretty fantastic, you know, to kind of see what it can do with that. Um, we also wrote a quote of articles on the M5C as being the most powerful uh, BMW today. Um, right, it's the most powerful production BMW. Yeah, exactly, production, yeah. So that's another thing that, you know, people say, well, it's... Yeah. <laughs> well, race cars were powerful. Of course they were. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get into that. We're talking about cars that any regular people can actually buy. Right. It took about 30 years for the uh, M5CS to uh, be the most powerful previous one was the uh, mclaren yeah the mclaren f1 there was like that one really limited i think it was limited to like five uh mclarens that were more powerful but they were de-restricted so like i don't know if they were to meet every country's regulations so i don't know if that really counts i don't know if you can count that but if you don't count that the m5 cs is the most powerful production bmw engine of all time and i think we did another topic on the power to was it power to weight ratio uh, yeah, we did. I think it had a better power to weight ratio than anything else, right? Any other M car? Exactly. I mean, when you hit 600 and was it 600 and how much horsepower is exactly 660 or something like that? I right now because I'm always confused about the US. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I lost it. I'm sure, because I'm confused about the, the US versus Germany. I, I go back and forth between the two and I always, go, I always get called on it because. Um, oh, no, six. 27. Yeah. So, so I was way off. Okay. We said, but the, I think the European one is 635 PS. So, I was right. PS. Yeah. Pretty sure that's, that's why I always not sure which one to use. But, but yeah, the US one, 627, I think it was 635. Which, I mean, when you're up in 627 horsepower range and you drop weight, your power to ratio starts to really get pretty impressive. Yeah, so they said, you know, 0 to uh, 62 miles per hour, 0 to 100 kilometers per hour, about three seconds, which I know it's it's probably faster than that because... I they, mean, this, the base M5 is quicker than that. Well, car and driver tested it quicker than that. Yeah, and we, we, when I went to when I went to Ascari, uh, I had one of the pro drivers. It was either um, Marco Wittmann or, or one of those champions from the DTM. And um, basically... Um, I think we did 2.9 or 2.9. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I expect the M5CS to be, you know, 2.8-ish. So. Yeah, it should it should be, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have a chance to test that this year. You know, have someone, not us, but have someone that can actually push it to that limit. Right, right. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's Not like, with BMW's car, no. <laughs> still fun to go on a track. You don't have to push it to the limit. And right, right. Your limit, because uh, you can always have fun. I. I, I used to, when I used to be younger, I used to go like on the track and trying to prove something to someone, but now I don't try to do that. I try to test the cars based on my abilities. Right. Um, you know, fully knowing that I'm not a, a race car driver. So, uh, right. What, like how a regular customer will actually maybe a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, I always come out saying, well, I probably dropped the car to like 50% of the 
potential. And then I talk to the engineers, they're like, yeah, maybe you'll do 25%. <laughs> right. It's always pretty humbling when you get the uh, the instructor. Like, yeah, I would, like you can't keep up with the instructor. The instructor's like, I was only giving it 25%. The instructors, you know, great guys from the Binawa driving school. And then, then you also have the, the pro drivers, you know. Yeah. Pro drivers are, you know, some are faster than others. And, you know, you go from one level to another. And yeah. Like one of the one of the the champions, you're like, wow. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I do enjoy so, with those guys because I, I can either I can either follow the pace car and based on how fast I jump, I can actually push it more, so they give me room to actually go faster. Uh-huh. That's one of the things that I enjoy the most about those events. Not just being by myself, like on the track, but having a, a pace car in front of me that can actually lead me to the proper uh, right. and you know breaking points and all that. I I don't I'm not on track. You know enough to know all these things so even though i've been on that track before i probably forgot it so that's why it actually helps or you can have you know one of those guys in, in the car with you and they can actually give you live feedback you know hey you know right that. so it definitely gives you more confidence on, on going faster and i can tell especially when i do like a like a track day a few hours i start pretty slow like in the morning and then by by afternoon i'm i'm quite fast you know right right yeah same uh like and I, I don't drive a lot of tracks so and i don't drive tracks often so every time i'm on one i totally forget the track like i cannot remember a track for the life of me so i'm, I'm always learning it for like for the first few laps i'm learning it and i'm you know kind of cautious and then yeah by the end of the day i'm putting in some okay times and then it's over and then you know it's another six months till i drive on track again so yeah, that's the M5CS. I mean, a little bit more expensive than the F5 competition for sure. Uh, again, it's for people that really want to have a special car. Price-wise, you can really say, oh, it makes a lot of sense because you're getting so much more. Yeah. yeah. Also, that kind of car, it's not supposed to make sense financially. Yeah. You know, that's a collector's. It's something special and something kind of insane. And you know, it's it's a bit too. I mean, there was never a five an M5CS before, so. Right, right. It's a special car. I mean, they're going to charge whatever they charge and people are going to buy it for what it doesn't matter how much they charge. People are going to buy it. So very unique. I mean, for multiple reasons. One, uh, it's a car that has a fairly safe and cool design. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, it, it's a car that, that I've never heard anyone complain about. I've never heard about the Kinegras being too big or too small. Or... Right. Yeah, the only complaint about the M5 is it's kind of too safe. That's like its only complaint, really. It's a good looking car. It's just a little kind of perfect looking car so i think you know if you want a car from the previous design language uh at bmw that's the one to get i'm pretty sure the next one will change a little bit maybe not as you know, huge grills as the m3 and m4 but i do see them going a little bit bigger and then also we don't know what's going to happen with the uh, v8 engine i i they keep talking yeah. about it. i don't think they're going to go fully electric on the next m5 maybe the following generation but I'm pretty sure they're going to do some hybrid technology there. Right. Uh, and I think we've talked about it in the past. I think the X8M, another rumored car, not confirmed yet. That's right. an, probably going to give us a, a preview on the, high, on the hybrid M or electrified M. Um, right. So I think the next M5 will probably have some sort of a hybrid technology. So this might be the last pure VA that you can get. Right. And I think I think we talked about that when the M5CS came out because it's probably going to be the last. It's going to be the most power. It's going to be the most powerful engine BMW has ever built. I think it's going to stay that way because BMW is not going to invest in another pure internal combustion engine that's more powerful than this. Probably any like any future M5 or X8M or whatever, like you said, is almost certainly going to be a smaller engine with hybrid power. 
that makes more power than the M5CS, but it's going to take hybrid power to do that. So this is probably the most powerful, it's going to be the most powerful production engine probably ever, right? That BMW makes. Like, I doubt they invest more into internal combustion. I mean, look at the um, AMG, right? We just announced they're going to a... Yeah. It's a four-cylinder hybrid for the C63, yeah. So, like, everyone is going down that path. Yeah. Like it or not, um, it's inevitable. So, I think we just have to get used to it. And I think all those V8s and V12s and V10s will be truly, you know, collectors. I don't know. You'd want to own that because it's going to be a very quiet and electrified world in the future. Right. It's good, but it's nice to have the option to go back, you know, and still buy some of the used cars and right. so, um, still have some fun with some noise. That's the thing. Like, we live in the golden age of internal combustion performance right now. So, once everything goes hybrid, there's going to be, you know, dozens and dozens of different kinds of crazy internal combustion cars people can get in the used market. Um, so I don't, I, I, at least personally, I'm not concerned about like losing internal combustion, you know, in the future, there's so many cool cars we can choose from right now. So that's, that's the M5CS. So hopefully we have a lot more things than that soon as, you know, when things open up, we might be able to travel a little bit more. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some, some M, M car events where they're going to bring all the cars that we haven't had a chance to drive. Yeah, imagine the next test fest. It's gonna it's gonna be packed loaded with cars that we haven't been able to drive. Wait, but um, yeah, so let's go into the next topic. Um don't want to babble too much on the M5C. Yeah, so so next week it's it's quite exciting um for two reasons. One, um we're actually doing this uh, virtual car event with uh, BMW Chicago and dealerships. Um because there is no there, there are really no auto shows this year, including the Chicago Auto Show. Uh, everyone wants to find a way to still present their cars. They still want to have the customers engage with uh, the salespeople and maybe with the dealership and with the cars, and they still want to present them in a nice way. So in a safe way, that's the most important thing. So we had a conversation with the uh, you know, BMW Central Region and said, you know, let's do a virtual car event, basically where, um, you know, us, we travel to each dealership and kind of do a Facebook Live session with uh, you know, some of the BMW geniuses there, I think called geniuses, and then, or maybe any other representative that from the dealership that kind of go over the cars. We don't want to overload, you know, the viewers either. So since we're live streaming this, we decided to just pick one car per dealership. There are 11 dealerships and, you know, kind of go into more detailed, uh, more details on, uh, about the car. So let's say if we start, I think we start on Tuesday with um, BMW of Barrington, in Illinois, and we picked the uh, new four series, of course, very polarizing, controversial. Hmm. Talk a little bit about the grill, and you know, have to. Uh, but then we want to talk about what the car offers. You know, I want to get into details. You know, what's the new tech? You know, let's talk about the technology inside the car, the iDrive. We also want to talk about the options available to customers. I also want to find out from the dealers, you know, who's the customer for the four series, or maybe if they had any feedback. So I think we're going to do this uh, every week a few times. Uh, next one will be on, uh, on Wednesday and uh, with another car. And the idea is, you know, it's also for us to engage with the BMW community. So we haven't done this in a long time where we take some live questions on, on Facebook. So I think I would love to, you know, people to jump on the live stream and ask us questions or ask the dealership some questions or if they want to see something particular on the car maybe they want us to start up the uh, m440i you know and accelerate a little bit or do some rev things like that so we want to make it engaging we don't want to be a you know let's just here's the car and done so right 
I would love to be, I would love to interact with, with, with the people basically and, you know, take a look at all these new cars. I don't think a lot of the middle customers had a chance to see some of the new products. I mean, if you're looking at the new Ford series just came out, not everyone wants to go to the dealership because of COVID, which is understandable. M2CS also, I think a lot of people had a chance to see it. So there are a lot of new models, you know, that like the M550i facelift, and uh, or the five series facelift. So that's kind of the idea behind this project. And uh, it's a first, we hope it's going to be great. And hopefully we can do a lot of this in the future. Of course, we hope that one day we will come back to a physical, you know, car event or, you know, you yeah, can- I hope so. <laughs> it's a smaller event. Maybe you can have like, you know, 50, 100 people come over and see some of the cars, not hundreds of thousands or more than that. Yeah. It's it's a good initiative by the by BMW of North America and especially the central region, um, because you know they want to be mindful of the times we're in and and still at the same time they still want to show people some of those products. So I jumped I jumped on this opportunity you know to um, to help them do this, and um, I'm excited to see you know how it comes out. So once again it's going to be on our uh, Facebook uh, live page. We'll be posting some previews uh, before the events go live. So there'll be some events. Uh, Published so you can actually follow the time. So we're, we're going to go live. So um, please join us. You know, if you have any feedback on how we can do um, the next live stream better, let, just let us know because there are 11 of them over the next two, three weeks. So there is a little bit of work ahead of uh, 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 ahead of us, but um, I think it'll be you'll be quite cool. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be really cool because I think a lot of us are missing that uh, yeah. auto show vibe and. You know, some people really just can't get out of their house. So this is a good way to kind of supplement that. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, the, the journalists, the journalists or the media in general, we're not that many. I mean, we're not that many compared to the regular consumers, right? So I think the auto shows are always mostly for the consumer. And especially like in Chicago, the auto show, it's always been known for, you know, being a, a consumer car show. Right. Yeah, it's not a big media one. Yeah. I'm sure the customers miss that, you know, going to the show, seeing the car, being able to touch it. So. Since you can't do that, I, I I applaud BMW, probably some other automakers that are doing similar things, you know, and and uh, still showcasing the cars. But um, yeah, so it'll be um, it'll be quite cool. And then um, yeah, for sure. Later later in the week, uh, yes, Thursday, Friday, um, we have another surprise. So um, can't really reveal much. We'll <laughs> share a little bit more as we get closer, maybe from the event. But we'll have some behind the scenes footage with the new M3 and M4. I'm actually um, gonna be going um, to an event and um, my role is really to just be kind of behind the scenes and kind of observing and trying to capturing some of the footage behind the scenes, but there will be a lot of M3 and M4s. There will be some cool BMW cars there as well, some racing cars too. So I think uh, it's something really cool planned. So I'm excited to show that to, um, to all the BMW community. Uh, and of course, I'll, I'll try to focus on the M3 and M4 because you know everybody uh, it's, has an opinion about that car lately. You know, it's a split decision. on it's. Mm-hmm. I guess the one thing that I want to focus more this time around is really on the sound. Um, one of my friends went to Daytona. Uh, Esteban, great guy, by the way. So thank you for the footage on the uh, M3 and M4. Um, he went there and asked him to do some. Uh, some revs and accelerate and acceleration but revs and cold starts with the car unfortunately if you don't have a proper microphone it's really hard to capture the um the sound of a car it was a little bit noisy too because of the racetrack right next to it so now everyone was impressed with the sound on the m3 and m4 granted i think the m3 um it was not in sport mode so the valves were closed so it's going to sound 
quite domesticated, so it's not going to be as loud. But the M4 did have the valves open, and I thought it sounded really good. But some people, um, you know, complained or argued that you know the SF the S58 engine in the X3M and X4M sound a little bit better. And um, maybe judging by that video, you could say that. But I've I've heard the X3M and X4M in person, and they sound great. So I don't see why the the M3 and M4 wouldn't sound the same. So yeah, I've actually heard the M4 in person, the new one. When I was at TestFest in November, was it? Uh, one of the guys from BMW, let he started it up and he let me listen to it. And uh, it sounds really good, actually. It was the M4 competition too, so it had the you know, better, I don't know if it comes with a better exhaust or not, but. Was it in, in the sport mode or? Yeah, he put it in sport plus and revved it up and it sounded really good, actually. Um, like all those blurbs and, you know. Yeah, had all the pops and bangs and all the typical automotive flatulence that you get now yes i mean that's kind of what i expect from the m3 and m4 so mm -hmm. i don't think it's going to be any different than the s58 uh, the x3m and x4m it wouldn't make sense i would say it has to sound even better than those so i will focus quite a bit on that because it feels like people really care about the exo sound and, and of course you know one thing that i want to do is i don't know if i can have the opportunity but i really want to get an s55 f80 f82 next to the new m3 and m4 so kind of put them side by side and say okay, yeah really listen to this with us you know same setup same microphone and kind of see which one sounds better yeah. on our youtube uh, page uh, we posted two videos there so um i encourage you to take a look at those i mean they're not that many with the exo sound so that's that's kind of cool that we managed to get that yeah um and basically we and, and people said you know the s55 sounds better you know it sounds different really Funny because when I, the S55 came out, everybody was complaining about the sound. Yeah. It was one of those cards that, oh, we hate the sound. It's not good. And now everybody says, well, you know, it sounds better than the S58, which I don't think it should because the yeah. S58 is the B58 3 liter, which sounds pretty good in the M440i cars. Yeah, I think the B58 sounds better than the S55. Yeah, so B58 sounds great. And there, there are also some YouTube videos. I think we did one also from the M Studio in Munich where um, unfortunately, the cars there are all with uh, with the OPF. Yeah, that's always tough. Vertical filter in mm. Europe, and that's really gonna just neuter the sound. It's gonna, it's not gonna sound really good. It's gonna be uh, quiet down. It's not gonna be as you know, no pops and bangs really. So um, of course, people are, are likely to to see some of those videos on YouTube and say, "Well, that's a new M3 and M4," but that's really the European version, not the US one, which right fortunate to uh to get a break basically yeah we we still get the good noise the worst emissions but the good noise <laughs> so, um so that's kind of that's kind of what i want to focus on next to you of course there'll be a, a lot more things that we will share uh there will be an, an embargo probably so we can really share everything from there but um i definitely encourage you to once again go on our youtube channel and subscribe follow us on facebook and instagram because all of this you know channels will have some Quite unique footage uh and um excited to bring that over to you and then i think um we can reveal this i think there will be some media test rides with the m3 and m4 uh, both in europe and in the us and, um, either you or i probably you uh, chicago it's a lot of snow so i don't think i can drive any cars actually being snowing yeah we actually we got a little bit too actually i would be surprised if we get any sports cars anytime soon here as well we got a lot of snow yeah you got a lot <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to drive an m3 and m4 here so probably you will be getting the car soon yeah for a day or more I, I don't know the details yet i think it's everybody's trying to um, figure that part out 
but right. uh, um, I think we'll have a review by mid-March. I think the embargo is somewhere in March. So we'll have a review coming out and we can answer a lot more questions about the driving experience. Of course, we're not gonna drive it on the track. That's probably gonna be coming out you know, later in the summer. Uh, things get a little bit better with COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure by that time, there will be a lot of places all over the world that are going to be hosting their track events. So we'll definitely see a lot more videos coming out from other influencers and YouTubers and, you know, media people. And all oh, that. I'm sure. It's exciting for us to kind of drive the car, right? I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super curious. Super curious. Excuse me. And of course, the, the X-Drive. I mean, it, it's it's winter. But I guess um, in some ways, that'll be great to... Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's a good idea to test it now. To test the X-Drive. I mean, that's yeah. the whole idea of this new M3 and M4. They said, well, for the first time we're offering an X-Drive because we have a lot of right. snow belt or northeastern right. or region and they all want an X-Drive in an M3 and M4. So that's what we're right. offering. Otherwise they buy Audis, you know? So BMW needs to take that take that market back. Maybe cool for us driving in the snow a little bit. Uh, right, imagine that, all-wheel drive M3 in the snow many cars so we can't really uh drift them too much so uh we, we don't want to damage i would never bmw <laughs> yeah, do that but uh i i think in the future it would be cool to go to to a bmw winter and driving school i've done one yeah i always wanted to do one of those like what for whatever brand honestly just to go like get the chance to go in the snow and just start spinning cars around it would be a lot of fun yeah that's a side note but they don't offer one in the U.S. They offer one in Canada, or they used to offer one in Canada. Uh, but the real one, or the real ones, uh, there is one in northern Sweden, somewhere in Sweden. Or uh, slipping my mind right now. They have the test center there, and then of course they have one in in Austria. And okay. That I went to two years ago. It was in Zolden. That's that's how they are. Zolden. It's near Innsbruck, so it's a ski resort. It's actually a Zolden. It's quite famous for the James Bond movie. Um, oh, okay. With uh, Daniel Craig, which one was it? Yeah, the, the latest one. They're either uh, Spectres, whatever. Uh, yeah, Spectre. yeah. have this James Bond set up there on top of the mountain. Where That's you funny. So, uh, what's cool about that event that they had the uh, the the F80, F82, M3, M4. So I had a chance to to dr drive those, drift those, did a bunch of crazy things, you know, J J turns, U turns. So it would be, uh, I mean, of course, they're all went on winter tires and they're quite grippy, but it would be quite cool. To, and I should drift into it. It was like a bunch of drifting contests all day long. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I think it would be cool to go to one of those schools and I'll drive the X-Drive, you know, M-X-Drive. Right. Especially since, you know, uh, you can change that to rear wheel drives. So you can have a lot of fun. So I'm quite excited to see, you know, that happening in the future when, you know, things get a little bit better. Right. Although BMW, if you're listening and you have one, rear wheel drive with a manual is priority on the list. Well, I don't think we're going to drive that for a while, though. I think the uh, production for the yeah, wheel drive, I mean, not, that's the non-competition model for 480 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think production starts in late, uh, late of uh, 2021, so later this year. So we're probably not going to be driving one until you know, late this year or early next year. Yeah, but it's going to be competition spec models with the uh, 500 horsepower all-wheel drive automatic. No, yeah, but it's um, it's also interesting that I I've also seen a lot of comments on uh, on our YouTube uh, from customers in the UK. I didn't realize the UK market is not going to offer the manual. The yeah, they don't get it at all. At least, at least as of announced right now, they don't. They're not going to get it at all. 
surprising because I was, I was the UK people are really great drivers. They always, they always enjoy real sports cars and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, and they like, they drive a lot more manuals than we do. Yeah. And, uh, I think it used to be, I'm, I'm not sure what's in the portion anymore, but every time that I talk to somebody, they keep saying that they enjoy more the automatic, which is, and then you talk to a US, you know, enthusiasts and they say, oh, we want a manual. And I'm like, nah. Around, but I can't. Yeah, talk. It, it does seem like the other. It should be the other way around, but I guess I guess not. The yeah. BMW manuals are still alive because of the U.S. market and because of the uh, M community. Right. And the M3 and M4 have a huge uh, take rate on the manual. Same thing with the M2. So that's yeah, the a, M2 has a high take rate. So that's the only reason why they keep making them, which is great because it's great to see the U.S. market, you know, pushing them to keep the manuals. But um, I'll be interested to see if other markets will get a manual or they're just going to stick to the all-wheel drive and automatic. Yeah. It would be a shame. Uh, it, 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 I feel like it's a shame for customers in the UK to not be able to get a, at least a manual um, in the M3 because it's an M3. Like it's such an iconic, it'd be like if here in America, um, you know, like a Mustang only came automatic. You know what I mean? Like it's such an icon, such a sports car icon and manual is such a big part of it. I feel like it is kind of just, I, I, I feel bad for UK enthusiasts who can't get the manual. That's, that's, that must be really frustrating. I mean, and again, they're, we're talking about today, so I don't know if they're probably their online configure is they they're not going to show the manual. So unless someone really heard directly from BMWK, if they're not going to offer the manual. Maybe this is just you know what they currently see in the system and it's not there. So I yeah, don't, I don't know. I can confirm this for sure that they have no plans. But even if they have plans, you know, the automakers they don't like really talk about future products because they don't want to cannibalize the sales on the on the current products. Right even if it comes out we're not going to hear them for a while but but i do think a lot of the markets will offer some sort of a manual version of a car maybe not in large numbers but something to keep the enthusiasts happy but the u.s market will absolutely get it it was made for the u.s so we'll definitely you know see that on sale next year for sure yeah yeah exactly so that'll be that'll, that'll be quite cool to actually drive them and yeah i mean when i was at the, when i saw it in person at the test fest we were looking at it like an m3 with those incredible seats, those like carbon bucket seats, rear wheel drive and a manual is like the sweet spot. That is perfect. Yeah, we'll probably get it like that with a frozen black or a dark color. Yeah, I only saw it in frozen like white and it looked okay, but it needs a darker color. Planned. Um, the next uh, podcast, we'll be talking about the event that I went to and some of the things happening. Um, I think. Next week, um, we're, we're also playing a couple of uh, guests. We've been saying that, but um, I know <laughs> this has been a wild past few weeks with scheduling and COVID, and it's all so, so difficult. I think the one that, w- that, that we can tease about is really we're trying to do this Mr. AMG versus me. Yeah. <laughs> you might have seen, um, uh, you know, Mr. AMG. I think it's uh, his handle name is Buckner. Um, and, um, and he's, uh, he's been a, a Mercedes guy, AMG guy for a while. He's got he's a name. big AMG fan. Yeah, he's got an MTCS recently, and he's mm-hmm. BMW stuff like the M Town. So I thought you'll be cool. He's such a cool dude too. So I think uh, so. I thought it would be quite cool to um, you know bring him on our show. Yeah, it would be fun. Talk about you know AMG versus M, and then kind of you know ask him why he uh, got the MTCS and all of that. So that's one guest, and uh, the second one it will be uh, Nikki Shields. Um, she's a uh, we've actually done an interview. Right. She's um, she's the presenter for Formula E. She's been involved in electromobility for quite some time. She's uh, she was a CNN host, or still is. I mean, she's done 
a lot of things for the for the motorsport world and um she's fantastic to talk to so honestly uh, i can't wait to have her on the show and going to talk about the electromobility you know formula e going to talk about what's happening with you know bmw electric cars and some other brands as well right Maybe a little bit of a different topic from the you know engine noise and exhaust <laughs> but we definitely want to talk about that because there are a lot of things coming out this year from bmw as far as electromobility and from other yeah. as well we're obviously absolutely great product so um i would love to um to to have her like on the show and share with us she's definitely an expert in that field and especially formula e she's uh, she's fantastic so right yes that we're planning and of course we'll uh, we'll try to tease that um ahead of time so you guys are you know subscribed and all of that so you you get the footage immediately yeah yeah for sure it's uh have some definitely some good guests coming and i think we're you know kind of putting our feelers out for other ones and kind of talking to other people so if you guys the more you listen uh the more guests we get so if you have any suggestions for you know people that we should talk to, uh, please let us know. I'm sure yeah. there's some people in the in the car community that we might not know about, and we would love to have a lot of guests. It doesn't have to be a celebrity or anything like that. Just uh, you know, we love to have people like on the show. It makes it more interactive, more fun. So right. if you have suggestions, you know, always leave them in the comments below. Send us an email, uh, and um, yeah, I think the email is podcast at bmwblog.com or yes. So we're going to put your personal in the description as well. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of all I had for today. I think my life. Yeah, I think we're, uh, I think that's it. That covers everything we needed to talk about today. Talked quite a bit. Well, next time it's your turn. I'm losing my voice right now. <laughs> it's all right. Well, you're the, you know, you're the BMW blog. You're the head. You got to, <laughs> everyone wants to hear from you. Everyone's sick of hearing from me. Uh, I think it's, it's, a nice combination some some sometimes it's you on the podcast sometimes it's me it's, it's nice to change it up a little bit um, oftentimes we have different opinions too so yeah it's always fun to exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right man I appreciate the time nico yeah no thanks for joining me thanks for uh making this not just people are sick of hearing just from me so thanks for <laughs> thanks for jumping on yeah thanks everyone for watching we try to keep it a little bit shorter this time and more to the point so hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time Thanks. Thanks.